Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Nothing personal word of the day. Good morning. It's Monday, February 7th, 2022. And the word of the day is crap, craps, crappy. It described a lot of the things from the sports weekend. Coke and I were having a heated discussion about what the word of the day should be today because enough happened during the weekend. We could talk NFL. We could talk Pro Bowl. We could talk the NHL All-Star Game. We could talk the fight. We could talk coaching changes. We could talk MLB lockout. And Coca said, it's all a bunch of crap. So that's our word of the day. Can you believe what it would be like to have a city like Las Vegas where you can host all of those things in one weekend? Everything that happened, happened in Vegas. We could have talked about the movie, Coca. That's what we should have reviewed today. What happens in Vegas with Ashton Kutcher? I really like that movie. And uh, and Cameron Diaz, when they got married with Lake Bell, I think is in that movie. But I have to address the Pro Bowl because I was so angry with myself yesterday. I spent the entire day heading into three o'clock. My day started very early, as they all do. I ran a good seven miles on Sunday morning, Coca. Not really a long run, but long enough. Showered started reading, started watching a movie. It's 8.20 in the morning. And I said, and I was done with all that already, as you know, Coca. And I said, I am not watching the Pro Bowl today. I know it starts at 3 p.m., but I may watch a little basketball. I'm going to watch other things and read whatever I'm going to do. I'm not watching it. I don't care. When it's in Hawaii, I was a little more interested because I liked seeing Hawaii made me feel warm during winter. So the clock is ticking. I don't quite have the Sunday scaries yet, but I'm working on today's show and I'm writing down the rundown and thinking about topics and the clock is ticking and it's going. It's one thirty, and I say to myself, you've got this, David. You're not going to watch the Pro Bowl. 2.45. No problem. I'm going to start a movie. 3.04. Ah, let me just take a quick look. I have an addiction. One of the addictions I have is to my telephone. That is true. And another addiction I have is to not being able to handle when something's going on that I could know about. I'm the guy who told you the story of going all the way to the post office before the letter could get given to my individual post office in New York before it would go to the postman to go to the apartment to get sorted to tell me whether I passed the bar back in 1993, the the New York State Bar. I went to the post office and found and got the letter 
and saw that I'd passed. I'm that guy. If someone knows something, I want to know it. If something's going on, I want to see it. So I turned on the Pro Bowl. Two minutes later, I turned it off. I had seen a fourth and 15 you can get after a kickoff. And if you don't get it, you give up the ball. And then the other team has the ball and they can score. And I was wondering whether people actually bet on the Pro Bowl and what's the line and what's the over-under. I saw that it was minus one AFC, 62 and a half over-under. I said, of course, this game goes over because did anyone know the rules? And then I put it on Twitter and I got called out and I'm okay with it. Coca called me out for tweeting about the Pro Bowl, the fact that I turned it off after two minutes and I couldn't stand it anymore. And Coca said, listen, why did you turn it on? Number one. Number two, it's the highest rated all-star game of any sport. Yeah. Number three. What was number three, Coca? I don't think you had a number three. I don't think you needed number three. The reason why the Pro Bowl exists as it does is that ESPN pays for it and you watch it. You don't watch it for fantasy. Maybe you're gambling on it. Maybe no matter what the stakes are, you just want to watch people tackle each other playing football. But guess what? They're not tackling each other. It was two hand touch. It was embarrassing. The players didn't care. Nobody cared. So Vegas is this town where they had no professional sports teams. They had the AAA team. And all the commissioners would meet. And then the commissioner of baseball, Bud Seeley, would come back and talk to us about these conversations he was having about Vegas, how he did not want to put a team in Vegas. But we all said to him, whoever is first to Vegas is going to have an unbelievable competitive advantage because this is the city that never sleeps, way more so than New York. This town can party. You want to put your players in a position to get in trouble. This is the town. One of the things that stopped baseball from going into Vegas was obviously Bud Selig's view of gambling. And two, our view that we did not want our teams going into Vegas to play. Because when players go into Vegas, they're going to party. They're going to stay up all night. They're going to get in trouble. I came to learn being in the game that it doesn't matter what the city is. If players want to find trouble, they're going to find it. If you want to find a place to party, you're going to find a place to party. There's always trouble to get into no matter where you are. So then why not go to Vegas? And my answer always was, I don't want to make it easy. I want the players who get in trouble to have to actually search for it, actively find it, then get in trouble. It's sort of like why I don't want to supply different things to players. If they want it so badly, they're going to have to go get it, whether it's steroids or drugs or anything, right? You got to find it. In Vegas, you don't even have to step off your elevator and you have found it. We didn't want to be first into Vegas because we thought that we would not be able to explain how this market could support baseball. We weren't sure, for sure, that it would. And we didn't want to be the first league to pop the Vegas cherry. Now, here's the interesting thing about the three cherries on the slot machine. That's not a coincidence, by the way. Here's the thing about what, the, what Vegas stands for and what they do and how they've done it. The Golden Knights get in there in the NHL. Then you've got the NFL team come. Now, baseball is thinking they're going to make it. 
Basketball would love to have a team there. They're going to become oversaturated. And it is a guarantee that that market cannot support four teams. So being third means you have a shot. Being fourth means you have no shot. So all these leagues who are followers are now going to, yes, the WNBA does have a team as well, Coca. Thank you. I'm aware of that. But I'm talking about the four. I'm talking about hockey and basketball and baseball and football. You have to be first. And this goes for anything you're doing. If you're a follower, you're not taking advantage of the market opportunity to its fullest. What's the risk of that? The risk is that you will not reap the entire reward. The benefit is that you can't be completely wrong. The whole idea of risk reward is meant to explain to you that the only way to win a lot is to be willing to lose a lot. That goes for gambling. That goes for business. People have a mistaken belief that that's the same as the expression, why do the rich get richer? The rich don't always get richer. They can sometimes get very poor. But the fact is, you need money to make money. And that's not the only example of this. How many times have you gone to ask for a job or apply to a job and you say, hey, you don't have the right experience? Well, how do I get experience if you don't hire me? Not my problem. Go get the experience, then come back. How do I get rich? If to get rich, I have to be rich. These are all legitimate questions that you then go back to your risk reward analysis. You put it into your Sylvester McMonkey McBean calculator and you figure out what position you're going to take. And Major League Baseball said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hold off on Vegas and see how it goes. Wait till we get some distance from the Bud Selig commissionership. Football says, nah, we're good. Of course they do. So I did watch the Pro Bowl. It was unwatchable. I'm totally embarrassed about it. Vegas is just an unbelievable city. No, it's one of my favorites. Will Vegas get a third sports team? Not an official way to see because they will. And once they do, it almost guarantees, right, that you are going to have a situation on a weekly basis like what we're seeing in Vegas where players are getting arrested. Did you read about the Saints all-pro wide receiver? Alvin Kamara. Did you read about the fact that he's a running back and not a wide receiver? Not sure if you read that fact. That's a little known fact that Kamara is a running back, not a wide receiver. So he's out Saturday night at a club in Vegas, which is what players do. They do it the night before a game that matters. The night before a Pro Bowl, they'll go all night long, Lionel Richie, no problem. So he gets arrested outside a nightclub for assault, battery, beats someone up, got beaten up. We don't know what. They let him go. He plays in the Pro Bowl and then he gets arrested at right after the Pro Bowl because he's properly identified. And someone says, hey, it's that guy, that guy who's not getting tackled. He's the one. So he's still in Vegas. If you go Google the amount of players getting arrested in Vegas, you can maybe understand why some leagues are reticent to put a team there. And then you realize that, hey, if the money's right, they'll do anything. So speaking of money, there's been some action this weekend, a lot of action on the MLB lockout. So here is Monday, February 7th, 2022, the lockout update in Major League Baseball. Dun, da, da, da. Do we have music that we can play? Do you have like a button in this great CBS-led production where you would press a button, Coca, and it would be dun, da, da, da. 
Max Scherzer has spoken. Oh! Max Scherzer's agent is Scott Boris. The players decided that this was the weekend that they were going to go public. They've had some smitterings, smatterings, and patterings of interviews and comments throughout the pendency of the lockout. But this weekend, they said it's time. Who let the dogs out? Who? Who? Why did this happen? Major League Baseball owners got together and said, we're going to ask for the mediator to get called in, the federal national mediator. We told you on yesterday's show or Friday's show or Thursday's show that the players union was going to say no, that the owners were then going to release a statement about how disappointing it is that the players said no. The players are going to release a statement saying how disappointing it is that the, play, that the owners want mediation and they don't want to do a deal. Bing, bang, tick, tick, boom. That's what happened this weekend. What I didn't expect was an onslaught of player tweets. And I just want to get one to you in case you don't follow me at David P. Sampson on Twitter. If you do, you saw this, but I want to go into a little detail. Max Scherzer, New York. Do you remember what team he's on? Coca, do you? He signed right before the deadline, the lockout. Come on, everybody. Max Scherzer is a New York Met. In New York. We don't need mediation, he said. Why not, Max? You've got one hell of a pitching repertoire, but your legal acumen leaves something to be desired. So let's hear what you have to say about this. We don't need mediation because what we are offering to MLB is fair for both sides. We want a system where threshold and penalties don't function as caps. He's talking about the competitive balance threshold. Allows younger players to realize more of their market value. That's called free agency. Makes service time manipulation a thing of the past will manipulate service every day, every year, and there's nothing you can do about it. And eliminate tanking as a winning strategy. <laughs> For, this is too good, Coca. Let's just take it one at a time here, if you don't mind. If tanking weren't a winning strategy, then teams wouldn't do it. Do you get that? Tanking is a winning strategy. Therefore, why would you want to eliminate that are players actually going to think that owners are actually going to do something that has a chance to make them win fewer games? But I'll move past that. Service time manipulation. How many of you in your businesses do not get manipulated by your boss? How many of you work for people who say, ah, your expense account, do whatever you want. You want to fly first class, you're in. Hey, we need you to cover that story. You'll be flying coach seat 84B. What do you mean you're flying us to the Philippines in economy to film Survivor? It's Survivor. I want to be in business class or first class. What do you mean that you don't want me driving all the way to that meeting and you're not going to pay me the right reimbursement? But there's a law about how much gas gets repaid for. Do you get where I'm going here, folks? Businesses, that's what they do. They try to make more money by giving you less money. If you have incentives that you can hit, that's great. But they're going to make it hard to hit them just to the point where it stops benefiting them. 
they're not going to incentivize you not to sell if you're in sales, but they're going to incentivize you just a little enough so that you will sell and make as little as possible. Everything that's manufactured. Have you opened a bag of freaking chips recently? I've got a pet peeve, Coca. We've actually never talked about this. The amount of air in a bag of chips makes me sick. I'm all excited. I pop it open. Boom. There's 17 chips in it. On top of that, it's a thousand calories, not per serving. So I have to do the math. But I'm thinking I got a full bag and I got a quarter of a bag. The price sure as hell didn't go down. Just the volume. The point here, Coca, is that service time manipulation is done for the sole reason of getting an employee to give more to the employer over a larger period of time for fewer dollars. Oh my God, Macaulay Culkin. That's impossible that any employer would ever do that. (sighs) Max Scherzer has a hashtag along with all the players called at the table. All these players came out. You had you had like seven players. And it was followed up by an article early this morning where Andrew Miller gave an interview. Andrew Miller is a free agent pitcher. Andrew Miller is the head of the players union, the head player rep, not the head of the players union. That's Tony Clark. So the players sat down along with their lead negotiator, Bruce Mayer, and their lead agent, Scott Boris, And they came up with this plan. We are going to get the public to understand why what we're doing is right and what the owners are doing are wrong. And guess what, players? Guess what, owners? No one cares. People are tired of your statements. They don't believe you because they listen to nothing personal. And they know that everything you say is a crock of crap. But that didn't stop the statements or the tweets. These players saying, hey, get to the table, negotiate. MLB said, we're not even going to make a counteroffer to your offer. The players got all upset. How could you not counteroffer our offer? Well, your offer was not even an offer. I've been there. I've done these collective bargaining deals. I've been around for the negotiations. I've seen how they go. I've told you from the beginning what's normal, what's not. There has not been one thing that's not normal. I'm just laughing at the strategy the players and owners are using, thinking that they're fooling any of us, any of you. They're not fooling me, which means by transitive property of fooling, they're not fooling you anymore. So the owners released this absolutely ridiculous statement after the players said no. And they wanted you to read it and they wanted you to know what their goal was. So they started a statement. I like this. When you're going to release a statement, you got to make it clear. Why are you releasing releasing the statement? What precipitated this and what do you want? Our goal is to have players on the field and fans in the ballparks for spring training and opening day. NS squared, baby. Does Does anyone know what NS squared is? Coca, do you? I'm right here. Can you hear me? Do you know what NS squared is? Any chance you do? God, you are such a non-boomer. No shit, Sherlock. With camp scheduled to open in less than two weeks, who wrote this statement? Dan Hallam should be furious at this statement. 
it should be with camp scheduled to open in fewer than two weeks. If you can count it, it's fewer. If you can't count it, it's less. Can you count calories? I know you can. One third fewer calories than the regular beer. Miller Lite did an entire ad campaign. I wouldn't drink a Miller Lite because they made us stupider. <laughs> Get it? They made us more stupid. I know you got that. With camp scheduled to open in less sick than two weeks, it is time to get immediate assistance from the Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service to help us work through our differences and break the deadlock. No, it's actually time to compromise. Here's what the statement should have said. Our goal is to maximize revenue over the course of the next five years, and we fully understand that sacrificing part of the 2022 season may be necessary to achieve that goal. The players may not understand this, but as owners, we hold teams for a longer period of time than players play in the game. Therefore, we're going to wait them out. Now, we could get a mediator involved if they want to, but it's not quite necessary. We know exactly as owners where we're willing to compromise and where we're not. And we've got enough money saved up and we've got enough capacity for debt and our owners have enough capital that we really are not going to have a problem. P.S. Our teams aren't going to go down in value. So we have the collateral to borrow whatever we want and to keep borrowing what we want. Any questions? The players then respond with, oh, no, it's different this time. This is the time we're going to break you. Even if we have to miss the entire 2022 season, we are going to get accomplished what we want to get accomplished. Forget the fact that if baseball is canceled in 2022, the owners will spend the next 10 years trying to get baseball back, whether it's with steroids or drugs or any such thing that will have some sort of record be approached and broken to bring interest back and fans back like they did in 98 with McGuire and Sosa. But guess what? Owners can control their expenses. They don't have to sign you. All of you people making $50 million, good luck. You're going to keep getting that contract. But all the other people in the union that you're so worried about protecting, we're going to take a little piece of you one year at a time until it's made right. Do you know that the players know this? Because this comes up in meetings. The players are very aware that they have to break before the owners. The players are very aware that the owners will have the final say in what's in the CBA because they hold all the cards. When it comes to leverage, if you don't have it, you fake it till you make it unless you're dealing with another side who knows that you can never make it no matter how long you fake it. Now, does this lead to fans being upset? Yes, it does. Does it lead to the MLBPA putting out a statement the way MLB did and saying it's outrageous? We stand ready to bargain and negotiate, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Yes, it does. Where does this end? What's next? Well, today's February 7th. Spring training is supposed to start in nine days. Here's a spoiler alert. Spring training is not starting on time. Here's another spoiler alert, folks. Neither is opening day. Opening day will not be March 31st because the players are not in any rush to give in in any way just to make sure that opening day happens on March 31st because opening day will happen. It just won't be that day. So lawyers are busy all over. They're busy in Major League Baseball, that's for sure. Extremely busy in the NFL. The Brian Flores lawsuit is really something. We're going to talk later in the show after the break about what's going on in Houston. But we got to talk about Daniel Snyder first. I was not willing to go to break on the first Monday of the second week of February without talking about Daniel Snyder, because I'm not sure 
that I made my point clearly enough last week when the Washington Skinaders, Skinanders, Skadoodles, Skadaddles were called before Congress. Six employees testified talking about the workplace misconduct, the harassment, et cetera. Listen to the show last week on that topic. Well, Dan Snyder couldn't let the weekend pass without his attorney giving a statement. I like this. Do you know how many times I had an attorney give a statement for me in 18 years? Get ready because you don't need fingers and toes. Zero. That's the number of times we had an attorney give a statement. When there's something to say, I'm going to say it. There's something I don't want to say, the team's going to say it. If there's something really good going on, the owner's going to say it. Why would you have your lawyer make a statement for you if you're Dan Snyder? Here's why. Because Dan Snyder is controlling everything, as you know. He decides what's said when. He decides what's written when. Story came out this weekend also that the 650,000 emails and the reports by the law firm Wilkinson is not being made public because Dan Snyder has to be in agreement with the NFL to make it public. And Dan Snyder said no. The NFL is claiming attorney-client privilege to not releasing the report by Wilkinson, the law firm hired after they got rid of Coca Sampson and Howe. Wilkinson was hired to do this report on the Washington football team front office, and they did it orally, whatever. They didn't actually, but the NFL doesn't want to release it. So Dan Snyder, people are saying, is controlling what people know about him. And then he gets very upset when people testify about things he did. And so he sends his lawyer out the day after he gave a statement saying it's all a bunch of horse hockey and it's 13 years old. We eviscerated him on a recent show, but his attorney wanted to double down. And so he did. By shaming the employee who testified in front of Congress, by shaming the employee saying that she was making this up. In fact, she was happy, never had a problem with the command skins. And the lawyer said, the former team employee who spoke for the first time yesterday resigned through a thankful and cheery resignation note more than 13 years ago. Time out. I've read a lot of resignation notes in my time. I fired a lot of people in my time. I can't say that I've ever described one of them as cheery. Hey, cheerio, I love you guys. Why are you resigning after five and a half years when you're in the middle? Wait, are you over 75 years old? Are you that tired? Have you been in the league 50 years? Are you burnt out? No, I'm in my 30s. I'm just, I'm just starting, baby. I'm in Bed Bath & Beyond with Adam Sandler, and I'm just starting. Dear Dan, Please accept this note as a resignation. But man, did I have fun here. Cheers. I'm so happy working here for you and all the people, the wonderful people at the Washington Red Anders. The lawyer said it was a thankful and cheery resignation note, citing her five and a half wonderful years. We understand that she was approached by the Wilkinson Law Firm in 2020 
as part of its investigation, but she refused to be interviewed. And now here comes the number one, number one. The unsworn allegations she made for the first time yesterday against Mr. Snyder are false and have been categorically denied by Mr. Snyder. I wonder why he put in there the unsworn allegations. Oh, because she wasn't under oath. Oh, my God, of course. Because if you're under oath, you don't lie. But if you're not under oath, you do lie because you're not under oath. Who do you think we are, Dan? This is not ending, folks. We're going to get to talk about Dan Snyder more because Roger Goodell is not going to be able to let this slide away and go away as much as he wants to. When we come back, we're going to review a movie called The Rescue, and we're going to talk about what's going on in Houston because uh, it is so blatantly obvious that it should be offensive to every single person, no matter what your race, ethnicity, gender, or height or weight is. We'll be right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson on a Monday, February 7th, 2022. Coke and I are here again. Thank you for rating, reviewing. Tell your friends about the show because we try to have fun every day. We appreciate your 45 minutes. We watch a movie every day. Coke and I had a moment this weekend. We do speak. I speak to Coca. Wow, I just realized this, Coca. I believe that I speak and text with you more than anyone else in my life. Wow, that really is quite the epiphany for a random Monday morning. And the irony is that Coke is now beginning to realize that sometimes you got to say things twice to me or remind me of things because I focus on what I want to focus on. And when I don't want to focus, I don't focus. And Coke is getting to know me because when we're going over the show and he's looking at me on Zoom or we're on FaceTime or wherever we are, and he'll say, David, did you hear what I just said? Hello? Hello? Because I'd be looking at my phone. Well, I watched a movie that I was looking at. Let me tell you the real story, Coke, and you're not going to believe this. I went on a website like I do in the morning just to see what Oscar movies are available to be streamed because tomorrow morning Oscar nominations come out. Get ready, 8, 18 a.m. Eastern time tomorrow, Oscar nominations. We'll have it for you on tomorrow's show. Any snubs, any surprises. And I have a list of movies I have to see because I want to see pretty much every nominated movie. So I went on a list and there's a feature documentary feature called The Rescue that may be nominated tomorrow. And I had never heard of it. I looked it up and I said, wow, it's the story of the 12 kids in Thailand who, along with their coach, got stuck in a cave 
and there were a bunch of people who had a spelunk in order to find them and get them out. I have some recollection of that, but I said, if it's nominated, if it's going to be nominated, let me sit and watch it. I watch it. I text Coca. I say, Coca, I just watched a movie on Disney Plus called The Rescue. It's unbelievable. He said, I know. I told you to watch it. And I said, no, you didn't, Coca. I just read it on a list of movies that are potential nominees for best documentary feature. And he said, I don't care, Boomer. I told you to watch it. I said, whatever. I watched it. It's 107 minutes of a riveting story, which blew my mind what these people did. And here is my takeaway. I don't get why there's war unless you care about land, religion, power, and money. And that is a macro concept for people in government to consider. But on a micro basis, down in the weeds amongst people, I got to believe that there's somewhere, some little angle where we can have that love seep up. And I sound like such a sap. But the number of countries who sent people who are professional cave divers to Thailand to rescue these 12 little footballers, they were all kids, 12 years old or whatever, and their coach who were stuck in a cave for 14 days in the middle of monsoon season where they were about to be stranded for months, if not dead. The story of the rescue is mind boggling. The cooperation that takes place is inspiring. It makes you wonder, how is there so much hatred in the world when people can get together and do something for the greater good? Check out the rescue. All right, let's go to, let's go to nothing personal pick of the day, if you don't mind, Coca, because I want to gloat just a tiny bit. We had the Jazz minus five over the Nets Friday night. My God, was that an easy winner. You're an easy winner. You got a song. That's Philip Bailey, folks. We're 17 and 13. Jazz minus five over the Nets. We got the Heat five and a half over the Wizards tonight. A lot going on in these four teams. Let's talk about it for one second, if you don't mind, Coca. First, let's talk about the Nets. The Nets have lost 70 in a row. They're without Kevin Durant, who's hurt. Kyrie Irving only plays road games. James Harden has another hamstring injury. James Harden is rumored to be traded to the Philadelphia 76ers for Ben Simmons, who's lost about $20 million in salary because he won't play for a team where they have an MVP in Joel, Joel Embiid. The team that was built, the process you were meant to trust is bearing fruit without one of the main pillars of the process. So wouldn't it make sense to trade Harden, who may want to leave Brooklyn, may not want to leave Brooklyn, could sign a $220 million extension, may not. I have a little message to you, Mr. Nets owner. Get rid of Harden as fast as you can. He's not a winner, will never be a winner, can't win. If the Sixers are willing to give you Ben Simmons for James Harden, you're trading one problem for another, but someone else's problem is always better than the one you have. Now, you may say the grass isn't always greener. Wouldn't you want to live with the devil you know? Well, when you've lived with the devil you know for long enough, maybe it's time to try a different devil. The Nets' big three experiment, yes, they win games when all three players play. 
When's that going to happen? How many years will it take? How many breaths will you make? Take every breath that you take is a losing breath. But the Nets announced through Steve Nash. Steve Nash had a quote. David Sampson's wait to see from the Nothing Personal with David Sampson podcast is going to come true because we are not trading James Harden before the February 10th trade deadline. Thank you, Steve. We're not going to take credit for three days, but there's no way. There's no way that Harden gets traded. Then we've got the Wizards who are getting five and a half from the heat tonight. I don't often see what happened this weekend with the Wizards, so I just wanted to point it out to you. There's a mutiny going on in Washington right now. They started off playing well. Now they're not good at all. And there are players who are talking very publicly, including Montrez Harrell, about their team, about their lack of effort, about their lack of performance. They're angry. And that, when you run a team, when you see players, it's one thing when players go public against the front office. But when players are going public against each other, it's over. The Wizards have a serious, serious problem. All right, before we get to the next subject, we have a little bit of breaking news that I wanted to point out because this is happening right now, and I want to explain why, if, you're, if Coca has said this to me right. The Labor Secretary, Marty Walsh, that's the cabinet member, Marty Walsh, has communicated to Major League Baseball a willingness to get involved with baseball's ongoing lockout. The reason why this is significant is that do you remember when Bill Clinton got involved in 94, 95? It's not that it's going to be helpful or not helpful, but this is all coordinated by MLB. MLB, we have connections at the highest of places in the cabinet in Washington. Direct line to the president, direct line to cabinet members, whether it's treasury or labor. There is a thought that having the labor secretary involved or a federal mediator or any sort of federal participation is meant to put pressure on players. That's what owners think. You're not going to fool Bruce Meyer. This is the wrong year to do that. I appreciate that the labor secretary has communicated a willingness to get involved, but mark my words, words going to come out of this breaking news update. He was contacted by baseball to reach out and offer to help, leaving out the first part, of course, because that's not good PR for baseball, and that makes it look disingenuous. But now MLB gets to say, hey, look, we wanted mediation. The players said no. Now the labor secretary wants to get involved. Are you going to say no to that? That's just pressure from owners. Okay. Thank you for that breaking news. That's pretty cool, Coca. All right. I want to talk about what's going on deep in the heart of Texas because I'm calling it out. Wait to see is when you tell you something's going to happen. And then when it does, we revisit it. And we're different than other shows. If you're new to the show and we looked at January numbers and last week's numbers, there's new people every day. So thank you. We will revisit when we're wrong too. I promise you that because I'm wrong. Here's where I'm not wrong. Lovey Smith will be the new coach of the Houston Texans. Lovey Smith is black. The Houston Texans said that Brian Flores was a finalist for the job. 
They wanted to hire the former quarterback with no experience, Josh McGowan. They couldn't hire him because he's white. McCown, sorry, Coker. They couldn't hire him because he had no experience and he was white. And the NFL got involved and said, hey, you're not doing that. Try again. Brian Flores? No, we're not doing that. Try again. How about the guy right on your staff? How about getting a double word score and scrabble? One of the things that came out in Brian Flores' lawsuit is when you're a black coach, you don't get a second chance. Well, how about giving another chance to Lovey Smith? Lovey Smith may be one of the worst coaches of all time. I think his record is like 25 and 60 or something. Remember he coached the Chicago Bears? Does anyone remember how bad he was as a head coach? It doesn't mean he's not a good coordinator. It doesn't mean he's not going to be a head coach again. Joe Torre was a terrible manager until he got to the Yankees, and now he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm all about second chances, third chances. I'm not about hiring someone where you are doing it for a very specific purpose. It is critical that the NFL shows that they are hiring minority coaches. So the Dolphins hire a guy who's being described as identifying as multiracial, which I don't know what the hell that means, Coca. Your race is your race, right? He has a one black parent, one white parent. Guess what? He's a Yelly, the new coach for the Dolphins. He's got very little experience, but the Dolphins haven't hired a coach with experience since Dave Wonstadt, like in 2000. So it's a great hire. Good luck with the Dolphins. But that was an important hire for football. But now they got to go again. Texans. Lovey Smith doesn't have a chance. He wasn't even in consideration. A finalist. He was never even a candidate. All of a sudden, Lovey Smith is not just a candidate, but he's the favorite to be the head coach. A guy who went 25 and 63 in seven seasons. A guy who failed with Tampa. I guess he was okay in Chicago. Not too good at Illinois, but doesn't matter. The point is, do you all think that it is right and proper? And I would like to have you have a conversation with your friends and family about this. Because I've had. We're trying to fix diversity. Such a terrible way to say it. That's what everyone says. Let's fix our diversity problems. We've got to increase diversity. No, we just want more representation. That goes back hundreds of years, right? Taxation without representation. What people want is representation. Representation means when you look in a room, you feel as though you're not alone. You feel as though there are people who look like you or people who have had your experiences, people who understand you as you would understand them because no one wants to be alone. The reason why pioneers in race and discrimination, the reason why they get history on their side and why they become famous and get so much attention, guess why? Because at one point they started off completely alone and they led, they gathered people, they gathered followers. The NFL, as well as Major League Baseball and all the other sports, when they come out and say, we need to do better, what they're saying is not that they need to improve diversity. They need to do better with representation.
So what the NFL did is they called up Houston and they said, hey, listen, we need to do a window dressing hire here. We can't have you hire a first time, no experience head coach who's white. You got to do a retread and make sure the retread is black. If you're Lovey Smith, you want to know how to forward this cause? Any thoughts? I'll tell you how to forward it. Don't take the job. When you're offered the job, and this is terrible to say to someone to not get a raise and not help your, your, your financial situation and provide for your family. But how about if you don't take the job and you say instead, I'm not a candidate for this job. You only thought of me after Brian Flores filed his lawsuit. Now, the owners of Houston will come out and say, hey, listen, we had a black coach. We're the, we fired. Remember, they're the ones who fired the 65-year-old coach, first-time head coach, David Culley. He didn't have Deshaun Watson. He had two hands be- tied behind his back. They never put batteries in his headset during the course of the season, so he couldn't communicate with any of the coordinators, so they couldn't win any games, yet they won the same number of games as they did last year under the previous coach who they fired, and then they fired Culley. I know you remember that. But do you think that Roger Goodell thinks that you're fooled by the hiring of Lovey Smith? Are you? Are we that manipulated and stupid that we actually will let Roger Goodell and the Houston Texans get away with this and then raise our arms and say, look, things are better. We've got someone who identifies as multiracial and a black retread. They filled two of the final three spots. We're back. We're good. Hey, Brian. We're going to file a response to your lawsuit and say, what you talking about, Willis? Everything's great here. It's a joke. Do not let him get away with this. Here's the problem. The problem starts with a three and it ends with a two. There's only 32 head coaching jobs in the NFL. There's only 30 managerial positions open in baseball. Anybody you offer a position to is going to take it. Now, oh, I offered the job to Jim Harbaugh and he didn't take it. Horse hockey. He was never going to Minnesota. Lovey Smith is going to get offered the job at the Texans. Lovey Smith is going to take the job with the Texans. And that will be marked as tremendous, uplifting, beautiful progress in the area of representation and diversification. And we will look back at this day in one year, in three years, and in five years, and we will say, God dang, dog it. How did we let Roger Goodell fool us again? It's just business. This is nothing personal. Attention, all go-guns enthusiasts. Have you seen what Sarge has released recently? These new models and attachments are sure to excite you. Outfit your desk with these meticulously crafted gun models. Guaranteed to exceed your expectations. We'll buy them back up to 100 days. Don't miss out on the opportunity to add these stunning pieces to your collection. Visit GoGuns.com now to see our new releases. 